Welcome back to the Jote Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 93, Dad, part three out of the four-part Cottage series. Oh, is that what we're calling it now? That's okay. what I, I just thought of before recording. It sounded yeah, more fun. Good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It feels like we've d- done about 10 of these, even though it's been three. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Getting close to the century mark. Yeah. The, uh, the Cottage Vacation. So we are going to talk about the Lightning going back to back. The MLB All-Star break, the NBA Finals, uh, we'll talk about the Olympics, uh, how Tom Brady hurt my feelings, um, well, again, uh, the Euro 2020 Final, even though it's 2021, and I assume we have a Wimbledon update. You don't have your phone, but do you still have a bad, good, and great? Uh, I don't, but I'll wing it. All right. Uh, I guess let's start with the Tampa Bay Lightning win game five, one nothing. the defending defending stanley cup champions yep as chris cuthbert beautifully put lightning strikes twice i wonder how long those guys have to take to think of what they're gonna say at the end i i i don't think it's ever off the top of the head no i'm right? sure you plan it out a little bit yeah yeah this one this one was perfect because the lightning go back to back lightning strikes sure. twice absolutely I, I that was awesome the and, one and chris cuthbert doing a cbc game i love it <laughs> it is the best i think last year i don't think it was cuthbert i think it might have been doc emmerich that said the bubble is burst and i just oh, i really okay. didn't like that i love yeah. i love doc but like it just it wasn't a good line for how hard and treacherous that stanley cup final or stanley cup playoff was Right, she and he retired after that game, I guess, too. Right? We've had some some sadness on the broadcasting yeah. side of things. It's also the last game for NBC. Wow. Next year, we wow. to ESPN and that, TNT. I, that doesn't make me as sad because they could get it in seven years again, so it's, you know, and they had it 40 years ago. Yeah. So. Um, so, I feel like there's a lot of things to break down from this, so... Andre Vasilevsky wins the Conn Smythe. Deservedly. Yeah, because we talked about it, right? Second period, we kind of knew it was over at that point once Tampa Bay scored the goal, right? We started talking, okay, who's Conn Smythe winner? Who's getting the cup first? Right. And all, all, all that kind of yeah. scenario. Him winning the, the Conn Smythe doesn't surprise me. It did make me think that the Stan- the NHL needed to add the – just a Stanley Cup Finals MVP. Yeah. I feel like that'd be cool. Yes. Because yes. you can have Conn Smythe for the entire playoffs. Vashlevsky going back to last year when they won the Stanley Cup. Five straight shutouts to close out a series. Yeah, that's totally impressive. Again, just as impressive to me is Kucherov doesn't play all year and wins the playoff scoring title. Go back and tell me if anyone's ever done that. It's again, we're we're talking about unprecedented times where this is another stat that will never happen again. No, and this this was the Nikita Kucherov show. I, I did want to say though, who do you think if you had to say who was Tampa Bay's finals MVP, if you had to pick one? Well, I can tell you who it wasn't. It was not Steven Stamkos. <laughs> Um, <laughs> again, cause I picked him because I don't know why I picked him, but anyway, um, that's a good question. That's a real good question. But do you just say like the whole third line, the whole Coleman, yeah, Goudreau? Uh, cause that's, yeah, because the first and second lines did nothing really. So kudos to Montreal for being able to shut, shut them down. But yeah, again, that makes me say Vasileski. Again, if I can't think of a player or a defenseman that did anything above and beyond, I go back to, yeah. If Kucherov would have did a little bit more in the finals, again, I would have given it to him. because Again, more based on the fact that he didn't play in the regular season, right? And if I would have picked him, I would have won the hockey playoff pool, for God's sakes. Yeah, you would have. I, I won that. I won 13 points clear. Oh, sorry. We're going to bring that up now. Okay. Oh, you were the one that brought it up. I you, I didn't have to. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, what a, I mean, great, but also terrible time he's had. So he showed up to the press conference with his shirt off. I think it was Joe Smith was going to ask the first question. He was so excited. He's like clapping. He's like, all right, let's hear it, Joe. Like he was, he was really on one. Um, he ended up getting a sponsorship deal from Bud Light. 
during oh. the celebration, or I guess after the celebration. Uh, we did also find out, though, that Kucherov, when, you know when he took the cross-check from Scott Mayfield during the Islanders series? Yeah, we thought may- he might have been done then. He fractured his rib. Oh, okay. And kept playing. Wow. Which is the second most impressive. I mean, he kept playing, so I guess that is more impressive. But Alex Kalorn, after game one, broke his fibula. Right, which we didn't learn until after game five. Yeah, had surgery to put a rod in it and still wanted to play. Hockey players are just, they're something else. Again, I I really think, again, going back to the cross-checking, why is that not eliminated from the NHL? Like, to me, before hooking, hooking is hooking. Again, it just reminds me, I watched the 1996... Jeez, I want to. I think it was the division final between St. Louis and Detroit. I watched the first five minutes of it. It was unbelievable. The penalties that again at that time were not called, but I I couldn't watch the game. It was so bad. There was so much hooking and holding and cross checking. But at this point, kudos to the NHL. I think they've done a great job. Everything's been eliminated except for the cross check. When I played hockey, and I still play hockey, or hopefully I still will play hockey, <laughs> I've never cross checked anybody in my entire career. I can tell you that, no doubt about it. I just don't think that's right because to me, it's almost like a hit from behind. Are you ever cross checking someone face to face? Rarely, un- unless you guys are fighting and are yeah. about to fight. It, yeah, maybe it's a defense mechanism, but you're you're never physically cross-checking someone in the chest. No. It just doesn't happen. No. I, so, I cross-checked one person, and I, I felt really bad about it, but he was bothering me the whole game. and That's fine. I didn't really have much remorse. The, the ref came up and told me, he said if this was... Because I did it basically as the horn went for the end of the game, but uh, uh, the ref told me, he's like, you would have been kicked out of the game right. if, it, if this was the regular game. Right. Fair enough. Uh Patrick Maroon three-peat. Good for him. The worst skating forward in NHL history has now won three straight Stanley Cups. So it goes to show you it's not all about skill. Yeah. Um, We also found out from Montreal's end, Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, uh, Philip Deneau, Tyler Toffoli. uh, They all had individual injuries. Weber was his thumb. Not team injuries? Just individual but one okay, injury sorry. each. Petrie had his finger, which... Um, yes, we knew about that one. But And he had his eyes. He was a vampire for a game. Which are actually connected. Oh, okay. When he got his finger reset because he jammed it into the boards, yep. he actually passed out and his blood vessels uh, oh, burst. that's what happened. Wow. So there you go. So that is why he looked like a vampire. There you go. See, I, see it's good we banter. Right? Or, or I'm bringing up stories that, well, you're probably going to tell it anyway, but now it's more interesting. Uh, Tyler Toffoli had a groin, and uh, Brendan Gallagher had groin, and then some. Yeah. I already put it in the back of the van. Uh, yeah, Gallagher, groin, and more. So we saw him pull his oh, groin that in the was, last game. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's going for surgery too, based on that. Just that injury, though. I, maybe he had something else other than that. But yeah, for sure. That's when you go one way and you turn the other. That's oh yeah, I felt for him. And you could see the agony in his face. Oh, for sure. Because again, I played in championships, and you'll definitely go further than you think you can go. Just because if that's going to make the difference in a in a game, especially in a finals game like that, and sometimes your body just doesn't agree to what you are mentally thinking you want to do. And really, that's, I think, what happened there. How long does it take you after a team wins the Stanley Cup to get sad and realize that hockey season's over? As a winner or a loser? Just, just this, that just the season's over, yeah. Like you as a fan, I'm not saying the team, like you. Nothing at this point because it's too late, right? We're July. We're we're, we're 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 past Canada Day. We're past um, Fourth of July. Fourth of July Day. Uh, we're past. We haven't even touched uh, free agency because that's usually where we're at now, right? And so to me, it's again, 
I know we're in a weird couple years, so it feels weird. But um, if you would have asked me this in 2018 or 17, 15, 10, yeah, I kind of get sad a little bit. Like, it's fun to, like, you know, we watched, I agree with you, I, I enjoy watching people be happy. Yeah, the celebration. <laughs> There's nothing is... wrong with that, right? I don't think. No. Like you, it, yeah. Like I've again, as a Flyers fan, the last six times my team's been in the final, they've lost. So I'm not turning the TV off once my team's lost the Stanley Cup. I'm there to watch it to the end, in agony and defeat. Yeah. But it, to me, yeah. That have a little bit of joy in there, probably not at the time that I thought about it, but yeah, it's it's fun to watch players win, especially with how grueling an NHL because usually it's an eighty-two game season and that's a grind, but this is right. a different kind of grind. Fifty-six games in a bubble, like pretty fifty-six much, games yeah. not being with your family, right? You're on the road for fifty-six games and then the playoffs, and you, yeah, so it was a little different this year. I also found it really interesting that. The team quite openly talked about they're not we're not going to be together next year. Yeah, the, you never hear that, right? Like, oh, we'll 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 ramp up and we'll do it again next year. It didn't have that same feel with Tampa. It almost after winning. Like it, it felt like an exhale. Yeah, like it, usually it's like we're going for three, right? Like usually teams will well, it doesn't always happen, but they'll say, okay, we're coming back again next. It's almost like these guys said, like, this is it. Like, we're really going to enjoy this one. Yeah, like, we're not winning next year. I, I still think they'll be a good team. Yeah, with the whole Seattle thing kind of looming over, I get that this team isn't going to be the same, but you still have that core there. I'm at, like, because I don't imagine, I was trying to think about who who's a big name that could be dangled. Because I know Stamkos was always a trade. He, there was a Vegas trade at one point. Right. I think though, if Tampa Bay leaves him unprotected, they, or Seattle's taking him. I don't think Seattle would pass on Stamkos. I I don't disagree with you, but I believe Tyler Johnson's going to Seattle. He's from there. I hope so. That's and, just and, like and Tampa Bay doesn't want him. No, right? and but he did at least play well in this final. Absolutely to prove did, himself. but he's just not a five million dollar player on this team, right? So send him to Tampa Bay. Or sorry, send him to Seattle. And with something else, so yeah, you don't take has, anybody else. Yeah, because when you're thinking about how is Tampa Bay, because that's how I, I thought about it a couple minutes after the celebration. All right, how's Tampa Bay going to get out of this? How are they going to leave the expansion draft with the majority of their big pieces? Because you're protecting Hedman. You're probably protecting Sergachev, uh, McDonough, Chernak. So that's already four defensemen. You have to protect four forwards. Like, obviously, you're protecting yeah. Vashlevsky. That's not a big deal. Right. Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, who's your fourth? Because it could be Palat, pretty underrated player. Yep. Sorelli, Kalorn. Yep. Uh, Coleman's a free agent. That's why they get out of some of this. Like, they don't have to protect right. David Savard because right. he's a free agent. Right. He's probably not coming back, and he's going to go get he's big money. not coming back. I'll tell you that right now. Philadelphia Flyer? Possibly. Who's it? If you get... I'll say if you get Savard for six million. Yep, I take it. Would you rather him or Dougie Hamilton mm, for? That's a good question. That those are I. I you know what? I would probably take Dougie because I think he's got a little bit more upside in terms of the offensive side. I was gonna say, and because you're, I, I know you're thinking. We're both thinking of this as you're signing this right-handed shot defenseman to put it's, beside Ivan Provorov. Absolutely, that that's. The Flyers' number one priority this year is who is the right side defenseman with Provorov. End of story. Because you are instantly going to make your team a Stanley Cup contender. As long as Carter Hurt comes back to Earth, comes yeah. back to the moon. I don't know. Whatever way. Again, Carey Price, they're the to me the same goalie. And Carey Price has had his ups and downs. So, again, if Carter Hart's having his ups and downs at 22, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And you get a right-handed defenseman to replace, sorry, I can't remember his name now. Braun? No. Or uh, oh, even before, Niskanen. Uh, Niskanen, who retired. That's all you need. And, and again, either one of those guys are an upgrade in my estimation. And this is 
not saying the Seth Jones trade or that could work too. Again, those three guys, if you want to call, yeah, those are definitely an upgrade over Niskanen. It's also, I was reading, I won't spoil the hockey news too much for you. A lot of those right-handed defensemen have the Flyers as a good fit. And also, ev- every winger, I'm pretty sure it's every winger, is Edmonton as one of their best fits. Right. Because you just you need someone to play with McDavid. Exactly. Uh, only a couple really news stories beyond Tampa Bay winning the cup. The one I found the most interesting is Tr- Chris Drieger, who I never said right at the beginning of the year, the Panthers goalie. Uh, unrestricted free agent so safe from seattle is on the trade block so it looks like some teams are going to take a page out of the flyers playbook and trade for his free agent rights before free agency starts to try to sign him right i think the flyers defended that game to be honest with you because they always do if they really want somebody they make a trade that so, or the well, offer sheet. I remember the Shea Weber and offer they, sheet. And they, they went that route, too. Again, it's kind of past that point where pe- teams do that anymore, but it could still happen for sure. Who wouldn't give a Cal- who wouldn't give Cal McCarr 8 or $9 million a year? Colorado would match it, but... Th- that's the thing, right? You, you have to go in with an offer sheet with a team that can't match it. That's the only way that works. And then... Um, if it does work, you could make a trade. Like I, that used to not happen. It was either an offer sheet or no offer sheet. Sometimes there's an offer sheet now, and oh, okay, let's make a trade. Let's make some moves here to make that work. How much better do you think this Montreal team looks if Sebastian Ajo, if Carolina doesn't match that offer <laughs> sheet? Good question. That now Montreal has their number one um, forward. Because how many times, Jack, did we talk? <laughs> Who was the one player that carried the puck into the into the Tampa Bay zone? Nick Suzuki. That was it. There was like it was scary that both of us recognized that Nick Suzuki. What is he? Second year forward. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Twenty one, twenty two years right. old. Yeah, he is your leader. No, <laughs> that shit. Like again. We were over yesterday at uh, one of our cottage friends with multiple Montreal fans, and they think they're in their glory. You better sit down because guess what? You just played Tampa Bay in the final. They are the Stanley Cup champions. Guess what? They're now in your division. You don't have the North Division to sit back on anymore. So A lot of people are, are saying that about Montreal. Is there a chance... They make the Stanley Cup final and don't even make the playoffs next year. It could happen. And I don't even think it's because Montreal's bad. I no. just think it's Tampa Bay. I would even say Boston probably takes a step back. They will. For sure they will. Toronto. Toronto Florida. Tro- yep. Carolina. Like, we've got to remember, we're talking about a conference. It's not division. And you got, again, the stupid wild card things that we got going on. But that affects how that conference goes. Yeah, to me, if if this was like gun to my head situation, who are the three teams in the Atlantic you would trust to make the playoffs? I would say Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto would be my three right now. Yeah, and maybe and then Boston, Montreal are in the wild card conversation. Yeah, but are they better than? Like again, I guess we're just gonna play this game right now in the Metro. I trust the Islanders. I really like the Islanders. Absolutely, now. they'll still. The, your team's only gonna be better. I think they're. I don't even know. If I is Washington going to be as good as Pittsburgh? They're Maybe bo- not. They're both in that same kind of group. So yep. it's the Islanders, Carolina, and I guess then you trust like a Philly or the Rangers to well, fill in that third spot. Again, the Flyers. Guess what? They've only made the playoffs every second year for the last twelve, ten years now. Might as well make it eleven. And then yeah, the Rangers are still there. Rangers are getting better. The Red Wings. The Red Wings. <laughs> Listen. You forced me to watch the Red Wings all year long because you taped all of their games. I watched them, but guess what? They were competitive with a bad team. Yeah. Good coaching, bad team. So guess what? They're going to get what? What pick this year? Five? Uh, Six, I think, maybe. (laughs) That's pretty good. It, It could end up being the number one guy. This is the one year, right? They, they, yeah, you might have fallen, but you might actually get the best player. I was looking at the the Hockey News had a mock draft, and it was Luke Hughes, who's the third brother from Quinn and Jack, which that made me happy. That's a hockey family. Yeah. He's at least grown up, or he's seen the NHL experience talking to his brothers. Yeah. 
it's that it's i mean obviously power will go one but either the other two michigan guys ken johnson matthew beneers i'm I, the Red Wings are sitting in a good spot. I'm, I'm happy with the guy they pick, especially because I'm not expecting to see him in the NHL for a couple of years. This might be the one year, Other again, I'd be surprised if Powers doesn't play in the NHL this year. But other than that, I can't see anyone playing in the NHL this year. Need to let them develop. Yeah. So if you're a veteran NHL player, you're probably excited because you get your spot one more year at least. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko has officially requested a trade from the St. Louis Blues which he says he doesn't trust the organization. Is this is a weird timing with Seattle? Because if I'm St. Louis, I guess you try to get something for him. If not, you can always just leave him unprotected and yeah. make some side deal with Seattle to take him. Yeah. Poor Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm sure he's just was praying there would be an expansion team this year in the NFL so he could move on to somewhere else. What would even the NFL expansion team be? Where would they go? What's what's I feel like they're everywhere. You're right. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, uh, unless you come to Canada. Yeah, that might be the last. But again, we don't have the right stadium for it because they've tried that before. But, Toronto. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. That's what uh, everyone will say. But it's the, always Toronto. Again, to me, Seattle is in a great spot this year. Like I almost want to. I think Seattle's going to be my second favorite team because I really think. They're they're going to take a – yeah, there might be some heavy-duty contracts that they took on, but guess what? What if those players end, actually end up being good again? Yeah. Tyler Johnson could be their number two center, yeah, number one center. He, and we know he's good. What What if that's all he needed was to be number one or number two center? And now he's back to being the Johnson he was three years ago. Um, also, well, I guess I, I just wrote down Seattle on the horizon – because we're now from today, which this will come out either late Friday night or early Saturday. So we're either seven or six days away from teams releasing who they're protecting from Seattle. Which is already known. Okay, like I, get, I just I was reading the hockey news uh, when Vegas did this. They they knew well in advance um what teams, who teams were were protecting. Uh, and that's why there were those side deals out there. So it's not going to be a surprise. Like the, It's not going to be a panic by Seattle. Oh, we only got four days to decide. Detroit decided to pick, you know, protect him? Oh, we didn't know that. Now what are we going to do? No, they already know. Because even as fans, there's tools online that you can do the expansion draft yourself. And sure, some NHL teams might not make the exact same decisions, but... Especially with it being, uh, I think it's seven or eight guys you can protect. Right. That's also why Seattle can be good, is because they're going to get good players out yeah, of this. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I guess, really, if you think about it, um, I think players are better now. Like, if, if you take, again, this is before your time, but... The Ottawa Senators and San Jose Sharks were bad hockey teams. They they really didn't. The, the players they picked, um, there wasn't much there. Um, so they were not competitive for many, many years. I did, I, I did my research when it was Vegas, and I saw uh, the Atlanta Thrashers take Kelly Buckberger first overall. And I thought, wow, that is, that is rough. The only reason Vegas took Derek Englund first is because he's from Vegas, and it was just more of a ceremonial. Yeah, exactly. And and I don't know if they took him. I think they signed him as a free agent um, because the way the rules work is if you sign – this is the downside of being an expansion team during free agency is if you sign any players, uh, that is considered the player you take from that particular team that they played for so there's no incentive for any expansion teams to pick anybody really yeah unless you're really that's what i was thinking what if you just took a swing and took dougie hamilton from carolina right and tried to sign him sure yeah it's not it's it's risky because you could take him and then he could say i don't i don't want to sign here right and there's your pick waste especially yeah. it's these good teams that are going to lose good players like i'm I'm not really worried about who Detroit's going to lose. They're going to lose like Evgeny Svechnikov, and I'm going to be like, ah, oh, that sucks. He could have been really good, but 
and maybe he's good in Seattle. That was uh, Tomasz Noshek, who still plays for Vegas. Exactly. A really solid good player, player. Yep. but just didn't really work out in Detroit. Um, that's all I got for the NHL. MLB All-Star break on the horizon after this weekend. Um, the Cubs the Cubs are now sellers. They are officially sellers heading into the deadline. They wow. lost 11 straight and... That's just that's their season, I guess. Why yeah. why are they giving up? They could be leading the division a week after the All Star break. <laughs> exactly. Give it another ten games, you could be back in first place. It's that's yeah. Uh, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, both opting out of the All Star game. Now they both do have reasons. Um, I'm not going to discredit that. Carlos Correa's uh, with his wife. They're expecting their first child. Jose Altuve has a leg injury that he didn't want to get worse in the second half. I do believe that for sure. So they're not they're not that whisper in the back of everyone's head that's saying they just don't want to get booed. Exactly. Altuve's looking to get another tattoo. <laughs> and yeah, Korea's trying to reinvent the gar- the garbage can. Uh, I you're right. I it just, this is the again, MLB who at this point I think is the league that has the most issues to solve. Right? Yeah. If you wouldn't disagree with that. Nope. Um, and here's another one, right? This never happened in baseball. You, Unless you were hurt, you went and played in the All-Star game. Um, again, MLB has made some mistakes in the past, too, right? Like, okay, let's have the World Series, um, uh, or sorry, the All-Star winner of the league get to host the World Series. Okay, yeah, that was maybe a little... Do they still do that? I'm not sure. I hope not. Yeah, I don't think they do. Who who wants to... Uh, who's going to be... Th- I know... Because maybe more players will play then. Yeah, I guess right? it adds incentive. That that I think that was the part of it. Well, yeah, you're right. That added incentive. I think they need to figure out something else to add incentive to get players to play. I think you need something. I think you need something in between nothing and home field advantage in the World Series. I think to put that on, we can all call it an exhibition game, especially baseball. It it's not like it, it. Well, Degrom's not going, but it's not like Garrett Cole is gonna go out after one inning and go. Put me back in. I want to. I want to go and strike out these all stars. No one. No one really cares. It's. It's pretty much just. If, if I was a pitcher and I got picked, I wouldn't want to go. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna get destroyed for an inning by all these all stars. Right, and and that could affect now your next start. Because what if you were due up to start after the all star break, mm-hmm. right? Or or maybe the best thing is you pitch right before the all star break so you can't go i don't know just this kind of stuff never happened before just here's the teams here's everybody who goes and so, yes some pitchers didn't pitch and some hitters didn't hit but everybody went so again here's another mess the mlb has to deal with and a miss uh, a mess that they are doing a better job with is trevor bauer he's his administrative leave is going to continue, and I think there's a pretty decent chance we don't see him for the rest of the year, which for the MLB and I think for sports overall, especially with even the Blackhawks uh, issues that are going on right, right now, this is just the right move to just take the guy out. Just right. don't don't, leave, don't let him play un- right. until whatever happens, happens. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Albert Pujols is the fourth player in major league history to have 6,000 total bases. Wow. I'll put you on the spot. So Pujols is fourth. Who do you think are the other three? I will give you one hint. They're all old. Old in the sense of they played a long time ago. Oh, right. Um, Total bases. So, geez. Um I'd have to go with Babe Ruth. No. Mickey Mantle? No Yankees. I'll, I'll give you that. No oh, Yankees. No Yankees. No wow. Yankees. Pete Rose? No. That's good guess, though. I would have thought that because he is. Uh, Tony Gwynn? No. Another good Wow, these are good guesses. Uh, boy. Now you're now you're starting to stump me. Uh, Mike Schmidt? No. Um, Barry Bonds? No, but I think that Bobby Bonds. 
Oh, that would have been that would have been good if Barry Bonds is on this list. People would have hated that. Here, I'll I'll, I'll give you I'll help you out a little more. Uh, first one is Atlanta Brave legend. Oh, okay, the home run Hank. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, I think he was a St. Louis Cardinal. I always see his name, but I always forget. Oh boy, you. He's a, this is another old guy then. Uh, Stan Musial. Musial, yes. right? Uh, last one. I'm gonna say the best nickname played on the same, not with Barry Bonds, but the same team Barry Bonds played for. Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla. Oh, I think of him every July 1st because he yeah, always gets a million dollars. Yeah, thank you. Uh, say hey, Willie Mays. Oh, okay. Old guys. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, Yankees update before we we'll talk about the home run derby because honestly. I don't think anyone could tell me I'm wrong. The home run derby is the best part of the MLB All Star break. Yeah, I, I enjoy, it's. What's it equivalent to in another All Star? Like I'd the, say the three point contest or the hardest shot. Yeah, right. Like those are. I, yeah, I kind of enjoy watching that. If I'm going to watch anything again, I'm not an All Star guy because I I don't like any of it. Well, especially this is the. It's it's funny. We're always at the cottage during the All Star break. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, it, my whole career as a cottager, I've always been at the cottage. So it just—it's never piqued my interest ever. No, I never like the actual games. I like these. I like the home run derby. Yeah, I like the yeah. NBA Saturday night. Yep, exactly. Or the you know, again, the NHL's been trying the skills competition. Yeah, yeah, they try, right? And that's all we're asking for. Just try and see what works, right? Even the NFL. The NFL is just underratedly fun because they have, like, a quarterback precision throwing competition. I don't think they do it now, but at one point they did kick, right. kick tack toe yeah. with the kickers. Like, yeah. they just did fun, quirky stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Yankees update. Did you watch all the Yankee games? Uh, except for last night. Okay. So, so I will not spoil that for you. The Yankees you. are on a two-game winning streak. Okay. 12-1, 5-4. Is is this is this it? I, I just feel like we're always trying to say is this the outbreak because No, it's 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 we're going down we're going up the roller coaster right now. Like, I, 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 again, unless they go on a ten or fifteen, we talked about this last week, they go fifteen and five, uh whatever the case may be. Again, I was talking to my neighbor here at the cottage and he was just saying, Is Aaron Boone the right fit as manager now? I went, That's that's a real good question because I at this point I'm thinking maybe that's where the change needs to happen. Maybe it's not on the field. Maybe it's it it's it is the manager because again, Joe Girardi is a total opposite of Aaron Boone. So maybe you need a more of a Joe Girardi in there just to mix things up because um again, like my my neighbor Mark was saying, um it's a little too professional. And we've talked about that. They're and too he boring. He said that. Yeah. Right? Other than Odor, right? Hold the door. Um, he's the only guy that just feels to me like he's trying something different, right? He's trying drag bunts. He's trying different things out there. He's, I don't know. He, he's more excited than everybody else. But, yeah, you've already, you've already had your closed door um, players only meeting. So, if that doesn't work now what now yeah. i'm definitely i think it's because nobody on this team really has energy they just feed off them being good feed off each other being good Giancarlo in that game Giancarlo hit a big home run uh was Voight a home run i can't remember the void hit a home run or was it just a no, big uh double double yeah. so their energy doesn't come from each other they come from the success of the team right which isn't good because they haven't been good. No, exactly. Uh, and I think the only other um, outside factor that might come into play here, and I'm, I'm not going to say it's not, are fans. We are getting close to the point where the Yankees can have full capacity. When that happens, guess what? That might be the turning factor other than a end-of-July trade. That actually might put the Yankees on that fifteen and five run. 
Uh, did you see John Sterling's Aaron Judge home run call? No. Uh, so he calls this home run, you know, breaking ball, very high, very deep, and it's gone. Then two seconds later, he goes, all right, I'm just being told that was a replay. So oh. he called the replay thinking it was the home run. Listen, I, I Sterling, best announcer out there radio-wise. Stanton hits his home runs so fast and so hard, like – It's unbelievable. There is nobody in baseball, and I'm talking Mike Trout or anybody else, that can hit the ball as fast and as hard as Stanton, and you don't have time to make a call. I feel bad for the Yankee announcers, uh, both for Michael and Sterling, for trying to make a call when Stanton hits one out. Again, he's not hitting a lot out, but when he does, it's gone in a half a second. Yeah, and it's going 450 feet. It's yeah. not like he's hitting short. It, I would I would love to see a Giancarlo, just a, a wall skimmer, home run. I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> It'd have to be. I was trying to think, what's like the worst ballpark to hit in, like Oakland? Yeah. They have to yeah. be there because it's not yeah. even like even Fenway. I know everyone talks about the Green Monster, right? It's not just. I'm not just saying this is Stanton or the Yankees. Guys had bombs over over the what do they even call it or the Green Monster? Green Monster I was yeah. gonna call it Pesky Pole. Isn't that the right field? Yeah, yeah, which is 300 some feet, eight feet or something. And but again, the Green Monster is not that deep either, right? No, it's just tall. Yeah, it's 330 feet or something. So. Um, weekend series in Houston. Can't wait to watch this. I'm trying to watch some baseball. I've been having trouble because the internet's not agreeing with me. So I tried to watch the Seattle game last night. Couldn't watch it. I'm hope I will watch Houston at some point because to me, the cheaters are in town. So let's cheer against them. They're in Houston. Okay. Well, wherever they are, we're, we're visiting the boot. cheaters. We'll go. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right, that's all. Oh, baseball. Oh wait, uh, home run derby. Really quickly, we're gonna do we're gonna do the bracket. Uh, Shohei Otani versus Juan Soto. Two lefties facing off in Coors Field. Do you think the lefty righty thing matters in Coors Field? No. <laughs> no, just hit the ball. Unless Otani's also pitching. Does he throw it to yeah. himself? Yeah, or throwing against whoever he's gonna hit against. <laughs> then uh, I'll give him the advantage. Uh, Salvador Perez and Pete Alonso, defending champion Alonso. Pete Alonso. Yeah, I go with Alonso there. Uh, so that's the one side. So you're saying Otani and Pete Alonso. Yep. Uh, on the other side, uh, last edition, Joey Gallo or hometown hero Trevor Story. Story. And Matt Olson, Trey Mancini. I go with Mancini. Go with the whole feel good story. Um, I agree with you on the one side, Otani Alonso. I'm gonna take Joey Gallo over over Trevor Story, and I'll stick with Mancini too. Okay, so Otani Alonso, and then actually, yeah, let's just do that first. So Otani and Alonso. Uh, Otani. And Story Mancini. Who's got the better story? Ooh, nice <laughs> Mancini. Uh, I'll take I'll take Gallo Otani. So I got two lefties in the final. You have Otani. What did you say? Mancini or Story? Yeah, Mancini. All right, Otani Mancini. Who is the home run derby champion? Otani. I'll take Joey Gallo. Okay. Um, that's all I got for base. Anything else for you from baseball? Nothing. Didn't really want. I didn't really watch much either. Uh, NBA Finals game one and two. We watched like the second half of both games because on the of the internet on, on our big screen. Yeah, I had a fun fact about the NBA Finals. The last four NBA Finals, the team that scores first loses the series. Wow. Uh, let me go back. All right, 2017. This was the third third matchup: Golden State, Cleveland. J.R. Smith scores first, uh, and then the final one: LeBron James scored first. 2019 Toronto Golden State Steph Curry scored first 2020 Jake Crowder scored first for Miami against the Lakers and this year it was Giannis oh wow so congratulations to the Phoenix Suns yeah we don't have to watch another game (laughs) uh 
game one and two, they felt like the exact same game to me. For sure. It was like we were watching a replay. Uh, game one, Phoenix wins 118-105. Chris Paul in his NBA Finals debut. Honestly, the big three debut of Chris Paul, 32 points, 9 assists. DeAndre Ayton, 22 points, 19 rebounds. And Devin Booker, 27 points, 6 assists. I don't think you could have asked, if you're Phoenix or a Phoenix fan, you couldn't have asked for a better start. No, absolutely not. And Giannis, in, he played 35 minutes in game one, and this was two days ago. We didn't even know if he was playing. He was doubtful, questionable, did warm-ups and played. Uh, 20 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block that they put side-by-side with LeBron James in game seven, 2016 against Golden State. And they looked like the exact same block beyond yeah. just Giannis's. He jumped from further away. Right. Because he's just taller and longer. But right. they looked like the exact same block. Uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday in game one. Actually, I, I shouldn't give Drew Holiday that much credit. Chris Middleton had a good game. 29.7 rebounds, four assists. Drew Holiday, 10 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. And I know Holiday has the tough defensive responsibility of either guarding Chris Paul or Devin Booker, but if he's your third best guy, you need him to show up in these finals because Phoenix has their big three and they're all producing. Right. Uh, game two, one eighteen, one oh eight. So between the two games, the only difference is Milwaukee scores three more points. Uh, Devin Booker was the leader for Phoenix, thirty one points. But to me, and it's kind of sucks that it, it did fall this way but this was the Giannis game even though they lost yeah absolutely he scored 42 points including 20 in the third quarter which he's the first player to do so uh Kobe LeBron did it and Michael Jordan scored 22 points in a quarter in the 93 finals right more of a hack a shack evening yeah he was and that's what he's going to be. He's going to be Shaq because they're going to put him on the line yeah. as much as possible, which was the crazy stat they brought up, which you think Giannis is shooting a lot of free throws. I think he probably shot over 20 by the end of the game. They brought it back. I think it was 2000 NBA finals with Shaq. Right. Shot 39, 39. free throws. Yeah. Crazy. Did they ever, did he ever shoot? That's my question. How many points did he have? That's, that's I don't know. They won. <laughs> hey, I guess that's so all that does matters. it matter. That's but, true. Yeah. Uh, the real problem for Milwaukee is they lose by 10 and they're pretty much in the game through the second half. They have every opportunity. They cut it down to six, cut it down to four, and they just, just couldn't make the opportune shot. Exactly. We both talked about it, right? This is the three they have to make, or this is the inside move. They have to make the two and get a one or whatever, a three-point play, and they just... They, they couldn't do it. They right? couldn't make the one shot to bring it close. To, yeah, to just to make it, wow, this is going to be a great finish. And kudos to Phoenix, I guess, because they would not necessarily not defend that shot, but go to the other end and score. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real problem for Milwaukee, especially going into game three, you can't have Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton combine for 28 points. That's just not enough from your second and third best no. player. Well, again, Middleton... I gave you that stat three episodes ago, right? If he's over 40%, they were 9-0 and at the time. And if not, they were, I forget, 2-6. and six, So Not two good. And eight now. Yeah, not good. Uh, so game three, Milwaukee on Sunday, which is still just really don't get it why we have this final schedule, especially if, Ugh. let's just say, we go the distance. There's three games between every game of the series, except, well, not game one and two, and then not between game six and seven. I feel like if you're going to schedule three days in between a game, why wouldn't you do it between a game six and seven where you're traveling across the country? Yeah, I, I, this, again, I really don't understand. I've talked to you about this off air. It's almost like we're playing, it's NFL week one. <laughs> it's NBA final game one. It's NBA final week two yeah that is that is how it feels yeah it's just again i'm not a big nba fan so it doesn't really bother me but i guess it bothers me to to make me less of an nba fan yeah and it's all it's the middle of july yeah i got other things to do 
can we play some games here? Yeah, which is also, you said, which I'm definitely not going to be surprised. These NBA Finals ratings are going to be low because it's Phoenix, Milwaukee, not big market teams, and it's July. Exactly. And you're going three game, three days in between games. All those are – it's like they're setting themselves up to be bad for whatever reason. Obviously, it's not a contract year for um, TNT or ESPN, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely – the NBA knows they're going to get their money no matter what. Yeah. Because they also, whenever their TV deal is up, they're going to be able to say, you know, NBC, if you if you want to bid on this, you could bring NBA back, NBA on NBC. Who wouldn't love to see that? Right. And that's going to make TNT and ESPN pay out the up wazoo. The Absolutely. I'm surprised the NBA hasn't figured out a way to play uh, the NBA final game seven during the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. <laughs> uh, which does make me think the 2020 Olympics. Uh, Tokyo is in a state of emergency, so there's going to be no fans at the Olympics. Oh, wow. How could you not be terrified if you're one of the athletes there when they're declaring a state of emergency? What's the state of emergency for? COVID. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, other, the other 2020 event played now in 2021 the Euros. We don't. We're not really big soccer people here, but England, Italy. That's that's at least that's a fun matchup at least. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I may. I may peek. I may peek in at that. Again, I'm a sports guy, so I may. Yeah. Again, I asked you about stuff, right? So, uh, World Cup. Again, in years past, I'll watch some games or whatever. Uh, when I was younger, I don't know why I watched it more so than recently. Like Maradona. Yeah. Like he was my favorite player, so I watched a lot of that. And uh, yeah, and let's not forget forget about Argentina's playing Brazil. Yeah, the Copa the, America. How did I know that? I don't know, <laughs> but I, I just I was like, "Whoa, that's interesting," because I was well, I'm training a guy from Brazil, and they kind of yeah, I was giving it to him about yeah, why why are the Euros just the Euros when over in South America, like there's two or three probably better teams or top three teams in yeah. the world sitting over there but anyway they're just it, it's how soccer Not makes money thing. is yeah yeah, yeah foot football yes. uh england italy I, i'm trying to figure out what's the better case scenario because in my head i'm thinking do i want to see crazy italian fans and i know stefan and colin my two buddies from uh, yeah actually they're not specific their families from italy they're right. not listening to this I'm going to say it's more fun if England wins because I kind of want to see how Italian fans freak out at losing this. To me, um, again, going back to hockey roots, Italy is like Montreal. They are like, I don't want to see them win because I just realized like how crazy of fans they are. So... England to me. Yeah, I was gonna is say more, you, you liked. I liked this comparison. Yeah, they're more like the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? They just they never. And again, we looked at some stats before we came on air. Of I always thought England was good, like they're good, they are good, but they're they're the Toronto Maple Leafs of soccer, especially when their last major tournament win is 1966, right before the Leafs. So. Is it a sign, Lee fans? I don't know, but I am will be cheering for England because, yeah, I don't want to see Italy fla- f- uh, flags all over everybody's cars <laughs> for the next three months, and I think I'm not in my own country. <laughs> it's it, at least because, yeah, this would be if Toronto and Montreal played in the final. Montreal has the pedigree and the cockiness, and yep. England's just trying to say it's coming we, home. Let's, that's let's right. hope. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah, Tom Brady hurt my feelings. So during oh. uh, the match, which I'm very happy Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau took down Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Uh, during it, uh, they asked Brady about the Falcons' comeback, the 28-3, to and he says he goes back and he will go back and watch it sometimes because oh. even he doesn't believe it happened. Wow. So Tom Brady hurt my feelings. Uh, and yeah, that would that, do it. That wasn't nice. Not, not a nice move by Tom Brady. I'm happy... I don't even like DeChambeau. I'm more of a Brooks Kepka guy, but uh, I was happy. I was happy for Rodgers. Rodgers got a win, and I mean, in in the match, there is no love lost. Brady's throwing comments like, 
Oh, you know, I'm scouting the competition. He's the leader of the Packers, I think. Oh. He even said uh, they played Jeopardy, and Brady said something about, oh, you know, Aaron doesn't like his boss. He's mad at his boss. And Rodgers kind of straight face said, oh, I, n- I never said I had anything wrong with my boss. <laughs> it's, it's, it was painful. It was awkward, but, f- like, funny awkward is right. how I'd describe it. Uh, Wimbledon update. Well, um, again, due to internet, um, internet um, lower grade level, I guess we'd call it. Yeah. The cottage. Yeah. So I'm only up to the ladies' semifinals. Um, so I still have the ladies' semifinals, which shouldn't take me too long to watch today. And the then today was the men's semifinals. So um, it's just interesting because you've got. Kerber uh, against uh, Ashley Barty, Barty. Barty. Uh, and they're both kind of the same player. Where they, it's not all about power. And then on the other side, you got Sabalenka and Pliskova, who are like just hammer at home. So either way, you're going to have a good final because you're going to have two opposite style of players uh, playing in the final. So it should be interesting either way. Uh, how about, I mean, by the time people hear this, Shapovalov, Djokovic would have happened. Right. What is, I, I guess, Shapovalov made it to this point, so he definitely has a chance. How, for you, would it be a success whether or not he wins? What does Dennis need to do? If he, if he can win a set in this, that would be very impressive. Um, I really, and again, it's not his game, if he could serve in volley. That would be huge. Keeping the point short would be huge. Um, but other than that, this again, this is Djokovic's tournament to lose uh, in my mind because whoever wins this match, I think, wins Wimbledon. And especially when someone like Roger Federer gets knocked out in straight sets, including six love in the third set. Yeah, I almost feel like you might not. I, I, I watched... I had to rewatch the third set because, again, as a tennis fan, I'm not a Roger Federer fan, but I almost feel like we're not going to see him again. You think this could be the end? Yeah, I just, yeah. He's just, in his press conference as well afterwards, he just couldn't figure things out. Hey, listen, he's 40 years old. So, like, yeah. I don't think he's, I feel like he keeps saying that. I don't think he's that old. He is. I'm going to Google it. Okay. He, he is 40. So... Yeah, it's it's tougher mentally, obviously physically, so he's going to struggle. Um, again, and it wasn't like he was playing a nobody. The guy he played was ranked 14th in this tournament, so and he wasn't even number one, so he was only playing a guy eight seeds below him. Um, it's just disappointing how badly he lost and, again, how he withdrew from the French Open. To try to win this tournament. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the pass on he's forty. He's thirty nine, but he turns forty on in August, August eighth. So okay. he's forty. You can call him forty. I'm yeah. I'm okay with that now. I just I I still don't want to believe those guys are that old yet. It, it, because they don't play that way. Again, I watched Ang- Andre Agassi play Federer in the final uh when Agassi was thirty one. I don't know, Federer was probably twenty three. And he just struck. It just was painful to watch. Like it's like hopefully he can win this match, and that might be the end of his career. Where, um, yeah, Federer hasn't felt that way until again, the French Open. Yeah, he wins, but then withdraws. Like it's just not like him. And then for this one, yeah, to lose six love. I don't think he's. I'm again. We'll have to go back and look, but I bet you he's never lost six love at Wimbledon. Probably. Yeah, I was going right. to say, especially Ever. at Wimbledon. Yeah. Uh, do you have a bad, good, and great? Um, well, you kind of rained on my parade because I was going to throw in the soccer stuff. <laughs> but um, the bad side of the soccer stuff, which, again, you already know what I'm going to talk about, is it just bothers me why, when the best teams are playing, does it come down to a penalty kick? Yeah. 
why? Like, again, hockey starts to figure it out. Yes, okay, do it in the regular season. Have a shootout, which is a penalty kick in hockey. Mm-hmm. That's fine, right, because you got to move on. But why would you ever do that with these top teams? Just let them play. No. Like, you- yes, it might be three days before someone scores a goal, but just play regular soccer. Or... Hey, guess what, soccer? Have you ever watched hockey when they actually eliminate players from the field of play? Play six on six, five on five. You want to see a goal score? Are you a chance? Like you're getting very minimal chances. What do they play? Eleven on eleven. Yeah, yeah. Cut that in half. And now go. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think soccer is almost like the Olympics. Like, they just don't want to change anything. No, I definitely think for a major tournament, I think you always have to have the penalty kicks or the shootout as a backup. But I would just say, even if you go semifinal, final of just why don't you play? Why don't you basically take a break like halftime yeah. and play another 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Exactly. And, Someone's going to score. And I would even throw in for a major tournament like this, if you play the 120 extra minutes and you keep and you do this rule that you keep playing, I think you make it uh, a goal ends the game. Yeah. It Like, hello, hockey. I think you got that right. Sudden death overtime. Like, I... Are you kidding me? That's the other thing that drives me nuts about soccer. It takes forever to score one goal, but no, let's not call that sudden death. Let's try keep playing because we someone might score another goal in the next ten minutes yeah. of extra play. Yeah, that, again, wouldn't that be more exciting when you have a sudden death goal? Are you like? Are you kidding me? Imagine that in hockey. Oh, it scores. Okay, we still got twelve minutes left to play in the third in this first overtime period. It's funny, right? Is, you think it's funny because really it is. It just doesn't make sense. If it's Let's extra keep... time or overtime, it it shouldn't it shouldn't continue after a goal. No, done, done, Man. right? So you know what? Let me make that my good. Hockey has definitely got some things right. They're definitely ahead of the M- MLB. Yeah, MLB's in last place right now, right? In terms of overall. Everything. Are we just doing the big four? Because sure. I, don't, I don't even. I think baseball. I honestly, I don't even know if the NHL or the NBA are in the top four. I, I think there's a chance soccer, as a whole, but it's hard to compare because there's so many leagues and a lot of different yeah. tournaments. Even like UFC, MMA, that's a bigger sport. In terms of the big four, though, it it is baseball's fourth and hockey's third. Right. That could just be coming from us and the bias. I'm sure baseball probably makes more money, but. Yeah. In terms of the product itself, it's definitely baseball four, hockey three, and NFL, NBA. You can you can battle it out one and two. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, do you have a great? Uh, my great actually was uh, getting to watch um, the Stanley Cup being raised with you again. We've done it over the years, and it just it doesn't just being enjoying like we were talking about watching people enjoy it but watching it with you like again over the years i've you know i've woken you up like come on down you're the stanley cups being awarded right before you know you could tape stuff so to me it's just nostalgia of the stanley cup because again i i've been here at the cottage uh when the flyers back in 1980 lost the stanley cup and i had a bet with uh uh, my former friend Hans Jansen, who was over here playing at the time, I said, "I will jump in the water uh, if they lose today." It was an afternoon game. At least, it, at least it's lost, June. So. No, it was May. Ooh. Oh, the Stanley Cup final was early, right? Oh, yeah. Again, right? So yeah, there was the ice had just gone out. So yeah, in the water I go. So um, again, yeah, and it kind of reminded me of um, when we were at least in Garth's as well. Against it was the conference final against Tampa in 2004. And, again, I should have said the other way around. I should have said if the Flyers win, I'll jump in the river, the Muskoka <laughs> River. But, uh, no, I said when they lose. And, again, it was pouring rain 
and we'd listen to it on the radio because Garth, of course, forgot to get the satellite hooked up, <laughs> and no surprise there. So we'd listen to it on the radio again. Just memories, right? Great, yeah. great memories. So that that's yeah, that is a great for me. Is and and again, it's it's to me, it's kind of sad because. Um, there's lots of championships that are going to happen over the next week or so, and then there's a big lull. Yeah. Right between the next, which would be the World Worlds. Series, yeah, right now we're October, October slash November. Yeah. I guess right. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Between between all these championship, the Open, right? Again, I don't usually watch it, but man, I might tune in a little bit just to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the British Open. That's always. Uh, it's always a mess. Like it's never yeah. been an easy tournament. It, it's, it's. Maybe I should leave that for next week for my bad because it's, it's the again a grand slam, but I don't enjoy it. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on why I don't enjoy it. I think it's because they don't enjoy it. Yeah, it could be like the weather's it's not always nice. miserable. Yeah, um, no one's shooting like uh, fifteen under. Right, everyone's struggling. It's just, uh, yeah, it just doesn't look like fun. Maybe no, compared to the Masters, like it's just to me that's night and day. The Masters and the Open are like the. the, It's like, oh, what happened to the Masters? Oh, it just caught fire, and this is this is what we're gonna play now. Yeah. Uh, Well, that about wraps it up for this one. We'll be back. uh, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday. I'll leave it open of if there's anything significant we think about. Monday or Tuesday, but uh, we'll be back then. And besides that, we'll see you next time.